Welcome back to Travolta, covering Basin, with special guest Mark Tilly. Enjoy the episode. And we're recording. Yeah, this is a, this is our most basic episode yet, I think. Have, have, we re- had, have we had a more basic episode than this? Uh, no, I think this might be the most basic we've ever gone. What's after basic? After basic? What do you mean, what's after basic? Basic Would you say it's after basic a, training, you get sent to the military? Well, no, no, no. It, it's uh, it goes basic, and, and then from basic, the, the Punisher is we, our next film. No, it, it starts off with basic, and then it gets to primary, then it gets to perfect. I have no idea. Primary? This, I have no idea what this. I was making is a like. primary colors bit. Fuck. Let's oh. cut. <laughs> no, no, no. You have to own that. <laughs> I have no idea what just. That Welcome was. to Travolting. Welcome to Travolting. We yeah, are Travolting. covering. Yes, yeah, Stewart's the one. He's really jumping into. It this we're time. covering the 2003 uh, John Travolta and Samuel Jackson vehicle. Basic. Basic. And let, let me tell you, this movie is anything but basic. <laughs> why? Why the this title? Is complex. <laughs> the movie. Yeah, um, it's a good title. It is a good title. No, it's but, not. It's a great <laughs> title. <laughs> well, but it's, it's a it's whole. A, it's a line in the movie. Charles says, "Murder is basic," but it's like funny because <laughs> the, the movie's funny. Not the movie's funny. I think it checks out. <laughs> did you got? Did you? Re- Stuart's over there editing the episode live right now. <laughs> To, just, to, to the listener at home, we ca- we came into this. Ep- we're coming into this episode hot off of an hour long setup process. Yeah, uh, which which ended in me drilling microphones into a table. So that is not made to have drills into it. I hope I hope the audience can uh, hear this new experience they're yeah, experiencing. Th- this is uh, our first episode on our new microphones. We got new microphones and we got these Gator stands, which a little questionable. Well, listen, we all know I hate White Castle. (laughs) It's coming. We all know I hate White Castle. Never had White Castle. Ever. If anyone likes White Castle on the show, like, I want you to sneak into your parents' bedroom and murder your own mother. What? (laughs) (laughs) No, don't do it. Don't Don't listen to him. I am not condoning violence, but if you eat White Castle... That is violently horrible. That is a choice. That is a that violent is a cho- choice. That is a violent choice against the nature of humanity, and you should be shamed for it. Shame, shame, shame. Game of Thrones, shame. Do they have French fries at White Castle? Terrible French fries. And I bet they're good. Their fries are awful. Okay, their so burgers are awful. If we're talking fries, real quick. No. Has good. anyone tried the new Wendy's fries? They have new fries. Is this yeah, the like the they, unco- change, they changed their recipe for fries again? Because like you know how Wendy's like the fries would always be like wet. Soggy. Yeah. Like you get Soggy-ish. Wendy's fries and they're like soggy. The good kind. What are you talking, what are you talking about? <laughs> Get out of here. Wendy's is always the worst fries. But they changed their recipe now, and they like put them in a little batter before they fry them. Oh, they're crispy as hell. They're crispy. As hell. They're really uh, good. Batter? Like, is it like a Nando's wedge where it's like flaky kind of? Kind of, yeah. It's like the lightest little batter, so it's nothing major. But like, you bite into a Wendy's fry now. Do they still have the skin? There's a little, yeah, Oh, yeah, they still have the skin. And there's a little crunch to that. There's a little crunch to those guys now. But you like a wet fry. I do this like the wet fry. So wet no, fry. I want to hear more about a wet fry. I just like the feeling of, like, you know when you bite into a juicy burger from, like, a 
fat burger restaurant in the not white castle not not white castle (laughs) fuck white castle there's literally cow shit no i'm serious (laughs) i'm dead serious guys literally white castle what they do is they don't butcher their cows they just scoop up their manure and i'm gonna get defamation lawsuit for this no not telling the truth uh this is this is (laughs) totally your truth this is without malice this is without malice. I took a media law class. I know what this defamation is. It's not actionable. And, uh, you know, they actually, they scoop up the cow's shit, Mark. And they pour it into troughs that go down this whole route, cut to factory of just piles of cow poop, where they have the cookie cutter slice. It goes through an oven. They have the frozen square White Castle patties that are not beef at all, but actually cow shit. There's a, there's a YouTube documentary called The Truth About White Castle. You're lying. No, it's just... It's like Food Inc. except it's Well, what are their fries made out of? I don't know. Their fries are also probably, <laughs> like, I don't know, cow hooves. <laughs> it's baloney. Um, so, no, the soggy... When you bite into a burger and you feel like the grease drip Oh, I out forgot we... End, this was a second tangent on a tangent about... <laughs> you start talking about the like, gasoline. And then, and then imagine that sensation, but eating a fry... Do you like the soggy? Do you like too. buy French fries? Do you leave it in the bag for like thirty minutes? Well, I'm so always it can like, just like I'm sog always, up. I'm always picking it up from like drive through. Like I'm always driving okay. home, and I'm never. And I don't like eating on the road. Like I hate eating while I'm driving. I'm not a fan of it. How about eating and walking? No, I can't do that either. Okay. So like normal times, what I do is I have to like pick it up. I have to drive home. I get into my apartment. I flop the McDonald's or Wendy's bag onto my kitchen counter, and then I eat it. So when it's like crisp. <coughs> crunchy fries which you're describing they get cold and they're not as good but the soggy fries are good whether they're hot so like an oily fry or lukewarm so like am i am i being a little basic here or being a little basic crispier the better well you know what else is basic john travolta in 2003 Stuart, that that story had so many twists you might as well call it the 2003 (laughs) motion picture basic Directed by John McTiernan. John McTiernan. You go clock okay. here. Yeah, we're we're swinging back to the basic talk here. John McTiernan, yes. uh, the director of Die Hard, Die the, Hard with a Vengeance, the director of Predator, the director the Hunt of for Red October, and <laughs> last you know, action hero. Of course, this guy who is very prolific in the '90s up to like the early 2000s. Surely went on to have a phenomenal mid 2000s 2010s career after this movie, right, well, Jeff? You ran into some troubles, I think. He, he uh, the thing about John McTiernan, <laughs> yeah, some issues. Of he, he's a uh, he's he's in a little thing called director jail. Uh, but the reason why he's in director jail is because <laughs> he, he was in jail, jail a little bit time in real jail. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, this week we are covering the last film of acclaimed filmmaker John McTiernan. What a final film to go out on! You literally like a wink at the camera at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. This is John McTiernan saying, "Fuck all y'all, I'm untouchable," (laughs) and then immediately going to prison for tax for like spying on his producer. So this was his last movie. I, I do want to say that John Matera is rumored to be making another film called Toss Seti 4. 
yeah, Uma Thurman called what? And Toss Seti for like it, the star. It's on IMDb. <laughs> it's on IMDb, which means it must be true. <laughs> and I still know what you said. <laughs> they keep saying it's in pre-production. Which how long has it been in pre-production for? <laughs> this article I'm reading says John Matiran's Toss Seti for announced two years ago has been in flux due to the worldwide pandemic consuming. <laughs> sure, John. <laughs> sure thing, man. I think John Matoon's just been saying he's making a movie with Uma Thurman and she has no idea about this. I would like to make a movie with Uma Thurman. That'd be really fun. Like her agent's just like, hey, so that, that uh, John Tiernan had called and we're actually going to start the shoot next week. I'm like, what? Like, what? <laughs> what shoot? <laughs> okay. But um, anyway. Anyway. To make a little swerve to the context corner. Let's go to the context corner. We're going corner. to the context corner. Uh, nice this, to have you back, Mark. By the way. Oh yeah. Oh, this is you got. This yeah, is I didn't best. even do any of the usual intro stuff. Uh, welcome, Mark Tilly, back for the first time since Blowout. <laughs> one of our Blowout. probably episode our best 10. episodes. Yeah, one of our best episodes by acclamation. So oh. you decided to go from probably the best John Travolta film to probably the second best John Travolta film. <laughs> no, I probably think that. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. Um, These are the ones I wanted. I got what I wanted. You, I'm a happy you were man. Orig- the first one you wanted was basic. Yeah, and then you, you got wanted blow- basic before blowout. Uh, no, blo- yeah, basic before blowout was when I texted yeah. Jeff, and I was like, I've never seen blowout. I yeah. need to watch that movie. There were a bunch of Travoltas, like even Battlefield Earth, but I was like, you can't. No, I think Jeff needs to just kind of like be on his own for that one. <laughs> Not the special Jeffy. Well, well, no, but basic was basic was the first one. Yeah, I thought he, of. he called basic before blowout. It was basic and ladder forty, yeah, Yeah. and ladder forty. Basic ladder forty nine, then blowout. Well, no one really remembers how good blowout was, Mm -hmm. as we learned because it it was a major flop. Yeah, yeah. And the Criterion Collection's like sold out. You, it's like out of print in certain times. I tried. It pops back up on Amazon like once a year. (laughs) I don't know what happened. Now, context corner, Jeff. Okay. Because I I have like a thing to ask regarding the context corner, but I want you to do your thing first. As we said, this is the uh, the last film. Uh, also the uh, 11th film of John McTiernan. Um, he who has done Predator, Die Hard, Humphrey Out October, etc., etc. He had just come off of Rollerball. <laughs> Never seen that movie. Uh, <laughs> I want to watch Rollerball. Oh my Rollerball, God. Uh, <laughs> which has a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, starring do like John- an LL Cool J series, <laughs> and then you could, you could do Rollerball. <laughs> yeah, we should do LL Cool J. Oh, my gosh. Ladies love Cool James. Um yeah, he's coming off a rollerball. He's in a bit of a slump in his career. What's before this? Um, he had just done the uh, the, the one, two, like, four punch of the 13th Warrior. Big flop. Rollerball, he's mega flop. He's in the flop. 13th Warrior? John McTiernan? Oh, we're not John McTiernan. Oh, you thought we were talking about... Oh, we're not talking about... Yeah. Like, we're not talking about Travolta yet. <laughs> what? Uh, so, we'll get yeah, to Travolta. The, the 13th Warrior, um, big flop for McTiernan. Rollerball, big flop, and then Basic is an attempted comeback for both McTiernan and Travolta. Because Travolta's coming off of, we're in that like immediate post Battlefield Earth thing where he's like, yeah, yeah, the biggest flop is career. He's in the dumps. He's trying to like pick projects that will bring him back. So this is what I wanted to segue into yeah. is the pick me back up stage. Yes, we've been here before. Yes, with Olivia Newton John. Eyes of an Angel. Yes. Right. No. No. Two of a kind. Two of a kind. Does kind. he come back with Olivia Newton-John to he be comes like? Back with Olivia let's Newton-John. Like, the greats again. We yeah. we did so good on Greece. Let's come back and do like mm. a, a rom com with the two of us. And so yeah. this is very obviously. And, and like I had nothing. I knew nothing about Basic at all, except for what Jeff told me previously, which was it's like 
two of a kind, except except instead of Olivia Newton John, it's Sam L. Jackson. Yeah, so Samuel he's getting ba- he's getting back with Sam. Jackson. So I thought, oh great, this is gonna be a John Travolta Sam L. Jackson vehicle. It's it, not. It's not like the two share one scene together. But here's the thing: movie. you look at this poster, right? <laughs> and you would the be led to Jeff believe that me, this is the poster that Jeff just showed me. Is like in like the lower center of the poster is the title "Basic Instinct," and then to the top left it's, is John Travolta's face. It's like the face that and poster. the top yeah. right yeah. is Samuel Jackson's and face. Even the the main poster that you see, yeah, that's like they really sell it as like Travolta versus Sam Jack, mm-hmm. right? And it's not that it's not at that all. movie at all. But in terms of marketing, it's an attempt. Like it's the same thing that Two of a Kind was, where it's him getting back together with one of his most like successful co-stars, and to try and like recapture that old magic in a movie. And just like Two of a Kind, does not do too well in the public perception. Yeah. But the thing that's especially interesting about this movie is that it's not just a comeback for Travolta; it's also an attempt to come back for McTiernan, because you know. It's set. It's going back to his old hits. It's set in the South American jungle. Hmm. Sam Jackson's pretty much playing the predator in this movie. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I never thought of it that way before, but yeah, yeah Samuel Jackson is the predator. Like, it, it's it's very much the same setup as the predator, where it's like this team of soldiers is dropped in a jungle, but we don't know what happened next, and there's something hunting them all down. Except instead of the predator, it's 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 six different people depending on which way you're looking at the story. Well, it's a few good men. <laughs> investigating the predator story yes. <laughs> it's like what if a few good men which is like the best pitch for a movie ever it's if, if you told... a sequel to predator but instead of like it's all about the investigation about what happened in the jungle and like the only survivor is like arnold schwarzenegger and like i was in the jungle there was big malian <laughs> <laughs> that was bad i'm sorry no, that was... loki w- that probably would not be a good sequel Mm. Well, it was just like the court proceedings of like I would watch <laughs> the shit out of that movie. What are you talking? No, about? I but think it said it's always... Predator Two took place in L.A. Predator Two took place the, in L.A. The, the concrete it, jungle. It's Danny Glover. Danny Glover just sopping wet of sweat. The whole movie being like, I'm too old for this shit. As he fights a predator and some drug cartels. Yeah. <laughs> no, my perception of this movie growing up is I was terrified of it and I never <laughs> watched it. But this trailer was on everything. Mm-hmm. The trailer featured the shot of him. Travolta holding what's his name's face the propeller yeah. and I would thought that was the scariest thing I'd ever seen and yeah. I never wanted to go near it mm. yeah. near it terrifying that's why I was so affected by this movie as a kid because yeah. the trailer. until I watched it when I was when I was like 10th grade and I was like oh this movie's really good <laughs> what <laughs> this movie's really good when I was do, in 10th do you grade. think that same way now I still think it's pretty good <laughs> I still think it's pretty good. Jeff, what are your introductory feelings about this movie? It's kind of crazy, and I kind of liked it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Here we go Dude, I think again. This is objectively the best Here American. we are, fuck. finding ourselves in this situation All I'm saying again. is You that said second best John Travolta movie, and you've seen quite a few. On the second best? I was lying. I know, I know. But, but for that me, was a that joke. Was no, it wasn't a joke. All I'm going to say is that there's not a lot of times you get to see an Akira Kurosawa remake starring John Travolta and Sam Jackson blowing up the South American jungle in search of the cartel. No, let's get into it, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, is there any more in the context? That's pretty much it. It's, it's a comeback for both McTiernan and Travolta, an attempted one. Um, and uh, it doesn't end up... So nice of yeah. Sam Jackson to just lend his clout to help <laughs> these two guys <laughs> to help, out. To help the Poor job. guy. I mean, what, and what in terms of his comeback stage? Because again, 
What was interesting, Jeff, is when we did our Beginnings Era recap episode, yeah. we talked about how realistically there's like five acts of Travolta. Yes. And I think that we're in like a, a separate act yeah, called the second pickup stage. We're technically in the fourth act right now, but yeah. we, we, we just made it three. Sure, structures. yeah. But I, like I would call this like the second attempted comeback, comeback stage. Yes. There was a first attempted comeback stage. We are now in the second attempted comeback yes. stage. And that has consisted of so far... Like, what was the first thing he did after... Uh, it was, like, Lucky Numbers. If, if you don't count movies that were in production during Battlefield Earth... Then it would be Swordfish. Domestic Disturbance, I think. Really? Was I Swordfish... seem to be under the impression Swordfish was, like, being made while Battlefield Earth was coming out. Okay. So it I could be, be wrong, but I believe that's the case. So it'd be Domestic Disturbance. That was that was attempted comeback film number one. Mm. And that was... What? Go back Philos- to basics. Go back to basics. Except it was a $75 million movie where Vince Vaughn hunts people down with a butcher knife. <laughs> so it's like, was his idea like, I'm going to do what's familiar, which is domestic disturbance, which is... Yeah, just kind of show him I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real actor again. Like, let's just take a role where I'm no, not no like more a villain. Let's not, do, let's not do the hysterical villain. Let's yeah. not do like the swordfish villain. Let's just do something where like, I'm a dad. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a real I'm actor. a dad. I'm a real guy. Yeah. So uh, then it goes from that to... Didn't do too well. Didn't do too well because of our favorite person in the entire world, Vince Vaughn. The best actor in that. The movie. best serial killer you can I mean, cast that in movie's movie. kind of good because Vince Vaughn's in it. I haven't Mark, seen it. Good in the sense so of how So pretty much funny Domestic Disturbance is like, if Hall- what if you watched Halloween, except it was Vince Vaughn as Michael Myers? Oh, not, for not Vince Vaughn wearing the mask. <laughs> like, take out the mask wearing Michael Myers and just copy paste in Vince Vaughn. There's this really <laughs> dramatic shot where a kid's like brushing his teeth. And the camera's wrapping around him to show like the mirror in front of him in the sink, and slowly but surely, to, and then it's like, and Vince Vaughn's standing right behind him with a butcher knife, and he's like, "Hey, kid," <laughs> and he's supposed to be like menacing, and it's not. <laughs> it's, so, it's funny that they did Vince Vaughn as Michael Myers two years ago, and it was a free. comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so domestic disturbance. Then we're not going to count Goldmember. Uh, no, we? Goldmember is important for his comeback. It's an attempt to kind of like I'm still fun and goofy. Yeah, like, I'm still fun and goofy. Get himself in something that he knows is a I don't bonafide take myself hit. too seriously. I don't know the Austin Powers. That's number two. Mm. He, he he has a cameo. He's in Goldmember. Um, it's a little cameo. There's like a um, is it like a Neil Patrick Harris cameo and like or where it's like substantial or is it like so like in in Goldmember like the movie starts and ends with like Austin Power there's a movie being made about Austin Powers within the universe of the movie Tom and like Cruise. Tom Cruise is playing oh, Austin yeah. I've seen that scene uh, he who must not be named is playing Dr. Evil Kevin Spacey <laughs> uh, Danny DeVito is Mini-Me uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is uh, what's her name in that? Dixie Normus Dixie Normus and then John Travolta is playing Goldmember so he's playing himself as Goldmember in Austin Pussy. Yeah. I think if he's, if he's putting himself along like the ranks of those people yeah. in that caliber, he's, they, trying it's to, like he's, a, he's I'm making a point. Um, yeah. He's making I'm, a point. He's like, okay. I'm, I'm one of these. So yeah. we'll, we'll count that in the comeback stage number two era. Yeah. And then it's this movie. Yeah, it's basic. He, he, go, he goes back to basic. So then, yeah. Back to basic. And it's now get it's. It? Yeah, yeah. There's we not we like... get it, Jeff. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and this is the, hey, put Sam Jackson and I on a poster together. Yeah. It's going to be a surefire. Hit. It's going to be a surefire hit. Um, and it's going to, it's going to, and I'm working with, you know, a guy who's, you know, brought a lot of careers into new stages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm talking about the guy who made, Bruce, made Willis Bruce Willis an action star from his days in comedies. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Not an action heavy, not an action movie though. Yeah. Which is, yeah, but it's, yeah. But, I wondered if he was kind of just like 
this is like a big charismatic part and mm-hmm. i need to be like shit eating grin like mm-hmm. all the time do, do you want to hear something wild though Stuart? yeah what? this movie which you know is set with like has a fair few explosions made yeah. it, no it's not okay cost yeah, no, it's... less money than domestic disturbance <laughs> what the fuck was domestic, domestic disturbance? disturbance was a 75 million dollar movie that has one piece uh one fight scene where two dudes are swinging axes at each other and one part where a building catches it's on gotta fire. be john travolta's paycheck that's all i can vince maybe vince vaughn was pulling but big numbers was he pulling big numbers by domestic disturbance like that was 2001 right yeah he wasn't. No. No. What had he R- done really? then? Was he? He hadn't done. Had he already done like what was it? Swingers. His or... Psycho, right? No. Oh, he had, had done. He had done, he had done Psycho. Okay, yeah. He had done um sw- Swingers. Can we? I think I might have said this on that episode. Can we just roll back and think about how funny it is that like when Swingers came out, it was Vince Vaughn and the other guy, and now it is it's John Favreau and the other guy. No. <laughs> like, yeah, John Favreau came out on top in the long run on that. I like uh, Young Favreau. I love, I love Young Favreau. Young Favreau's good. He's I, good I love in old Favreau. He's good too, too. Old Favreau's given us good stuff from the director's chair. So kudos to him. He gave us Jungle Book. He gave he gave us the Mandalorian too. He gave us Jungle Book. He gave us the Mandalorian. <laughs> Back chef, the fuck chef, off. Chef. 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 He gave us Chef. Chef, sorry. Chef, sorry. No, chef, <laughs> chef is a movie all about how all about the studio taking your thing away from you. And like, he's like, I got to get back to basics and make something deep from the heart. And then he goes on, he makes three more studio <laughs> things know. right afterward. He's like, I got to hit my quota for the heart. I'm going I back chef. in. Yeah. But no, I, I love right. Johnny Favs. So mm-hmm. shall we hop right into the plot gotta of get into basic. the very basic plot of basic? We got to get basic. He, last time we had like such an easy, like... Yeah. A segue title it was yeah. probably perfect. I can't think of any other movie title where we had this many easy segways, yeah. <laughs> segue <laughs> jokes. Oh, you know, just gotta get back. Well, I just want to say the first shot of this movie is it immediately is not basic because it shows. Oh, it rules. Well, it's the pan. It's a helicopter flying over the Panama Canal. Yeah, and and we know it's appe- the Panama Canal. How? Well, text <laughs> appears on screen. But it doesn't say the Panama Canal. It says Canal, Canal Zone, Zone Panama. Panama. Like, this movie's already not basic. It's changing names. Uh, <laughs> changing names. Shit. It's yeah. already twisting the narrative. God damn. Get it? <laughs> All right. So then we got voiceover narration uh, by uh, Connie, Connie Nielsen. Yes. Connie Nielsen. Uh, and she's talking about the building of the Panama Canal. Is that right? Or is that later? And she's just talking about like crime is in politics. Yeah, and the crime in politics within like South America, particularly Panama and yeah. Colombia and all that stuff. I remember there was some part where someone monologues about the building of the Panama Canal and the amount of like bodies that were just like thrown into it. Yeah. Can anyone like replay a scene word for word after watching this movie or does or do well, we all just know this I, in when I try and think, chunks because that's well, how i remember is, this when movie. i try and recap a scene in this movie i'm like which of the seven versions am i thinking of well i wanted to play like i mean we'll play it at the end but it's just like describe what happened in this movie in one sentence or just like what's this movie about <laughs> i wrote my sentence we can do it later <laughs> but do it after we get to the plot no but yeah no it's it's quite a game. <laughs> so it's quite, it's a game. quite a game. It's quite a game. Let's try that for like the scenes and all that stuff. Let's see if we can just like mm. narrow down a scene into like if we could do it in a few as words possible, but like one sentence, because I don't think we can. So I wrote a note that says profit and death. So I believe she mentions like the intersections of profit and death. Profit and, and death. Yeah. 
Okay. There's a great flash forward of her in the lightning, yeah. though. Yeah. So moody. Um, <laughs> no, it's so fun. And it's storming outside. It's, it's raining. It rains this entire movie. As Well, I want to say this has one of the greatest IMDb trivia pages I've ever found. <laughs> in me. which it's mostly just John McTiernan saying crazy shit. But then your classic IMDb guys who go on there and they're like, this is a big thing. And they type the most obvious fun fact. 43 out of 47 found this interesting. It's raining almost the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. It's that tropical weather for you. However, John McTiernan did say the rain gives the movie a feeling of being in a strange, enchanted place. No, it's just raining. <laughs> I can't argue with him. Like, they're just all wet all the time. It's a very soggy movie. Mm. Like the soggy fries from Wendy's that we used to have. So you love it. You love it. I do kind of like the soggy fries. No, it's cool when a movie is just lightning the whole movie. Yeah. That's fun, I think. I like a good I like a good storm I like a good movie that's set over one night. Oh and I like a good stormy Only movie. good way to do a movie. Stormy. Like when you hit me with the pitch of your movie is like they have one night to solve this crime. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I will admit, yeah, time crunch movies and like when they take place over a short period of time. That's why fucking Avengers Endgame sucks. And like every single time, twenty three years. Set <laughs> <laughs> over such a long period of but time. But you need all that thunder constantly because it's like anytime there's like a thunder crack, there's a twist. Yeah. So you need that thunder like constantly. Is this like the Godfather Tangerine bit where whenever we see an orange, somebody dies? It's like whenever there's a thunder true. crack, there's a twist. It's true though. Oh my god. <laughs> But yeah, there's a helicopter going through a storm, and we first get introduced to Sam Jackson. Yes. Sam Jackson's in this helicopter, and he already, we can tell he's the guy in charge he's of this operation. He's playing Master Sergeant Nathan West. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, baby. The names are... I mean, the names play Is a it, really... It's probably not his no, name. We're, we're going to talk about... <laughs> Is it really his name? Probably not. He made it like, The names are a very important aspect of the story yes. because of their inconsistencies. And we're going to talk about Travolta's name in a minute, but let's not bring that up yet. Because <laughs> no, 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 I got yeah. thoughts about that. What is his name in this don't, movie? Don't, you don't, don't know what? I don't, don't remember. Don't, don't think about it. I'll, I'll drop it for you. Okay. Okay. So Sam Jackson is like talking to as, his as squad. the Wikipedia says, during a live fire exercise in the jungles of Panama, a team of army ranger trainees is led by the fearsome instructor, Master Sergeant Nathan West. Oh, and he's fearsome. Yeah. He, the first like line he has in this movie is him yelling, Rangers! Oh my God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! He's just Sam Jack's like, Rangers, we do not fear anything. We go into the jungle, you come out of the jungle. <laughs> Rangers! I think this he opening does say is Rangers so good. a lot. He's yelling a lot of shit about Rangers. I think this opening is so good. Yeah, my big complaint with this movie is I don't think it's edited very well. Mm. It's not edited very well, but the well, stuff that's happening is so cool. You know. like, I mean, even when I watch, I haven't watched it in like 10 years, but like you drop a bunch of army rangers off in the forest, you pick them up the next day and they're all killing each other. Yeah. I'm like, good pitch. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'm curious. I'm hooked. I'm good. What happened? Yeah. No, that's like, yeah, that's great. Do so you, yeah. Do you hate that pitch? Don't you? You think it sucks? So, well, they, you think it's crispy? <laughs> Everything's a little sweaty, I think. <laughs> Stuart just Stuart just wants a movie where at the at the Stuart Stuart's what, arm what, just hurt from having to like set up these things for like an hour and a half. Stuart's fucking low key. Like, Stuart wishes that this movie ended with a, a, all the all the soldiers standing around a grave. Shut salute, the fuck salute. up, Jack! <laughs> That's out of here. 
doesn't think, no! this, doesn't think this movie respects our men in uniform. <laughs> These are a bunch of fucking drug peddling pieces of shit. I don't know what kinds of movies you think I enjoy, but next week we might talk about one of them. Three weeks. Oh, yeah. In in three weeks, an episode we definitely haven't already recorded. Definitely not. Um, We actually haven't. Okay, so the helicopter flies off. It then... Two days later... November 2nd, the Day of the Dead. Zone. Wait. Rainforest. <laughs> is November 2nd the Day of the Dead? Yes. I thought it was November 1st. Well, this movie seems to think it was the 2nd. I don't know the validity of that. I did look it up, though. It's November 2nd in okay. Panama. In Panama. In Panama? That's what it... So this movie Google. required some research to know exactly where they were going to set Because I was confused. I was also just like, if you... Yeah. Let's safari this right now. <laughs> movie set in South America when featuring death, not featuring the, the Day of the Dead, dead challenge, please. <laughs> So it starts Monday, November first, and ends. Like, wait, is November day that, collectively the three days or something for the day? It's like the a, it's like a strictly. It's it's a stretch. Oh yeah, it is a little bit of stretch. Days so of I the mean, dead. there's like days of days the dead of the technically. Dead. So it's the day of the dead. Sure. There's a patrol helicopter flying into that zone. They're like, we're picking these guys up. They've been missing for sixteen hours. Yeah, they missed there. And they, the, missed and their, then they look down and they see LZ. in the air. <laughs> Gunfire, and they look down. And they see uh, one of the soldiers carrying a, a wounded guy. So- soldiers Beam. Ray Dunbar carrying Second Lieutenant Levi Kendall. Why are we all looking at each other weird right now? <laughs> Qu- quote unquote. Why are we giving each other weird eyes? <laughs> the, the, and they're being chased by Sergeant Mueller, who Dunbar kills in self-defense. <laughs> Reading this right off the Wikipedia, folks. So the survivors are Ray Dunbar, and they don't find any other bodies. And Kendall. Yes, and Mueller is killed right then and there. Yeah, Kendall is I- injured, and uh, Dunbar just gets taken prisoner. Yes. So and, and uh, Dunbar is played by I don't recognize him. Does Mueller die in that scene? Do they shoot him? And they shoot. Yeah, they shoot him. They pick up the two of them, but they can't find any of the other bodies. Yeah. And the soldiers say, "Well, there was a hurricane. The bodies might have gotten like flown to Timbuktu." Yeah. Yeah. So. I think it goes immediately to an interrogation scene. Yeah. And they're trying to talk to Dunbar, but he won't talk. And then he, that's when we get introduced to Connie Nelson before the voiceover or after the voiceover. Um, She's the, she's the interrogator. Yeah. She, is she she MP for the army? She's, yeah, I think she's an MP. She's like an investigator. Yeah. Like NCIS. But she's local though, right? She's cause yeah, Yeah. she's like, she's, she's, she's staffed there. Yeah. She's, I heard it was like JAG is Army Investigation and NCIS is like Navy Marines. Am I making that up? NCIS is a popular TV show. Um, I but, don't know. No, they're they're well, they're it's based on like a real. I, I know, I know. I was making a joke. I know, Joe. Well, you should. These mics are real good. You, you should make your whispers. You make um, your joke really. You, you how do you tell? You don't have headphones on. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> <laughs> because so, honestly, what I've been hearing Jeff is shh, the entire time, but I think it's gonna yeah. be good. Okay. So these mics are really good. So yeah, um, I'm actually really. Connie Nielsen's introduced doing a a dodgy, perhaps a little dodgy accent. She's a a a Danish. Where's Connie Nielsen? She's a Danish actress. Danish, yeah. Trying to do like a southern accent. I'm Dutch. Isn't that weird? But in Panama, (laughs) like she keeps like she keeps switching between her accents. I think it helps though sometimes when people struggle to do an American accent, she just yell the whole time. Yeah, I think it helps though. She's (laughs) really yelly. You yeah. kind of like you're yeah, just, she well, is. so loud. You're not like paying mm. attention to the accent. I missed it. When it, when it comes to bad. doing like American accents in movies, like it feels like 
unless you're really good at it, you either yell or you whisper everything. Or you just, like, kind of casually are like, yeah, I'm, I'm from fucking Chicago. What do you know, huh? Yeah. Like, you're a, you're a Martin Freeman in yeah. Black Panther. Where he just shows him. He's like, yeah, I'm from Chicago. What's up? <laughs> Does he say that in Black Panther? No. Um, but he, oh he's God. doing, like, That'd be... he's doing, like, the most basic Midwest accent. No. <laughs> I don't even remember him having an accent in that movie. Exactly. Like, no, he's just, like, he's doing, he's like. He's playing a CIA agent. <laughs> He's playing CIA agent Everett Ross. I guess he's American, yeah. American hero. So she's investigating Dunbar. And a real we're hero. 30 minutes in. And a real human being. Jeff, Jeff, look at me. Yes. We're 30 minutes in already. Good. Uh, three more to go. <laughs> so wow. uh, she's investigating Dunbar, and Dunbar won't talk. Yes, he and won't. He writes down on a note I will only talk to an army. To a, ran- to a fellow to, ranger. To a fellow army ranger who I do not know. Yes. Or doesn't know me. I don't, I don't know. One of the other. And so... And he writes down at the bottom... Eight. Eight with a circle around it. With like a period after two, so it looks like it means like page eight, but that yeah. doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. It's going to come back so later. It's very important. Very so important. The, the commander of the, the, the facility, Bill Stiles, which is just a good name. It is a good name. Oh, the only real name in this movie, perhaps, uh, played by Tim Daly, who uh, we must celebrate. I think... Wait, what did I just... I he just, looks like somebody. I just I saw know. Tim Daly in something. What did I just see him in? The guy who's playing the... Her, like, commander? Or the guy in charge, the, the yeah, sergeant? Yeah, like, the, the head of the... Uh, the head of the, the colonel base or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the, the colonel. I just saw him in something, and I cannot remember for the life of me what remember, it was. Remember, 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 remember. It might have been this. <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> very much, like, looping back around into it. He looks kind of like... No, I'm not gonna say it. But he does kind of the oh, line of like. I remember, I remember. I just watched My Neighbor Totoro, and he voices the father <gasps> in the dub. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's My Neighbor Totoro uh, film with the best dad in movie ever. If I sing the if I sing the My Neighbor Totoro theme song right now, you guys gonna get in trouble. Totoro, and you will be with Totoro. <laughs> I have stopped giving a shit about copyright rules because Jeff- we, we just we just wholly dropped. I'm never going to give you up into one of these episodes. So. Yeah, and we can't make money off of it. <laughs> you should drop it where I sing the Totoro theme. Song. <laughs> just drop the Totoro theme. Into Listen, this. Jeff always says like it's fair use, man. It's like mm, I don't know if it is because we we not, we haven't had cr- copyright strikes. Wait, we have it. Our episodes have been demonetized. Have not that they? we're making any money off of it. Have they? So the never gonna give you up at outro, like yeah, we can't make money on the um, what episode did we play that on? Uh, never General's daughter. On. Yeah. Did like it? The, so the, the general just pick it up? Yeah, it picks up. Never gonna give you up, and it oh. said you can have this, and we'll count as a strike, but you can't make money mm. off of this episode. I think it's worth. We should it, also right? uh, we should monetize these. <laughs> we, we, we can't we demonetize if we weren't monetizing them in exactly, the first place. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, same, same thing with uh, Austin Powers Gold Member because we played Soul Bossa Nova. <laughs> 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 Chevy Nova. That's Sorry. How, okay. So Bill Stiles, head of the base, head of the military in this in this country, seemingly. We are never going home. He calls his friend. Who does well, he, call? he? He. I just like we. He says that classic line of "I know just the guy." And we cut to like some seedy apartment in Panama, Panama City. Yeah. And it's the day of the dead outside, and they're celebrating. And we just hear John Travolta on the phone. Before we see him, we hear his voice, and he's just like, "I've I, I've he's never singing. I've never taken a bribe in my oh, life. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's like, I don't know, like, you're accusing me of something. And like, well, I'm just taking this drug dealer's word for it. And it's like, mm. I've never taken a bribe. Like, he's he's DEA. And the movie's setting up the idea of there's multiple viewpoints to one story. And you don't know what the truth is. Oh, yeah. That's but anyway, so he, basic. he hangs up that phone call and answers he Turns from... around, and what does he look like, Jeff? John Travolta. But you see him wear because he's wearing a towel. Oh, yeah, he's wearing no shirt. He's wearing no shirt. What does he look like, Jeff? He's buff and wet as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he like were those real abs? He's looking a little be swole. Be honest. No, he's looking great. Be They're honest. Real. Do you think that was real? Because sure. he was buff. He's got no. He's got. He's got that like that dad buff. He's dad. But buff. it's like where dad it's like, buff who goes to the gym. No, dad it's, buff. it's like it's like not afraid to eat a whole pizza. He's like beefcake buff, but, but he goes to the gyms. But he yeah. goes to the gym. Like he's got abs. He's got yeah. pecs. Oh my god, the pecs! Yeah. Cut to the pec rating. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the pec rating. The pec. Uh, but then the hair. Yes. Which I think now would be a good you time. You just want to bring it in. Let's bring it into the hair ranking. Cue the hair ranking music. Welcome to the hair ranking, uh, co-host was, Stuart Elmore. That was a really good piece of music. I Thank you. I appreciate it. I switched it with a new era. So we had era music, uh, era appropriate you know, hair I ranking music. I could have just asked one. Michael to compose hair ranking music. You could have. Yeah, yeah. I would Maybe love. I will for the next era. Yeah, for the next era, we should do uh, Michael composed hair ranking. Yeah. For hairspray? Yeah, maybe. Well, no, next era starts a, with taking a Pelham. Taking oh, a Pelham, okay. one, two, three. <laughs> so um, this is very similar to, like, it's the short hair. Yes. We're back um, in short hair zone. We're back in short numbers. hair zone. It's like kind of like broken. Broken hair is a little bit longer. This is very similar to the lucky numbers hair. Yes. I, thank you. I was about to say. It's very like, angular. It is, so his hair. literally it's put very... it below phenomenon above lucky numbers. Okay. It's the exact same as lucky numbers. Like buzz cut. Not, not floofy short, which floofy short is like the look who's talking. Perfect. Um, uh, and all of the movies he did in the eighties, yeah, like it's that's like the poof, the floofy short yeah. hair. Do you think he's but in lucky number numbers, 21. in lucky numbers, and in this movie, basic, he's got buzz short hair. Yeah, so it's it's different. Like it, it shows he has like a military background it's because dyed short though, right. It does read a little bit dyed. Mm. Like he would probably he starts have... dying like. I know he starts dying like after two thousand ten. That's where it's very know. obvious. I, I don't know if he's I dying I think he's yet. starting to die at this point, but like his hair's mostly still black. Like, yeah. yeah. He just has a little bit of grays that he's like... He's is he gray in this out. movie? Not in this one. He well, goes, he goes a little weeks, gray for the second half of another movie that's coming out. I was going to say, in four weeks, we're going to talk about another movie where... That was a big note. I'm sure we all wrote that note down, right? <laughs> <laughs> he goes a little gray. It was a little gray. He's, he's letting himself be. I mean, he's yeah. gray at the end of Swordfish. Yeah. At, when he blows up all the terrorists. In he is yacht. gray. Have you seen Swordfish, Mark? No, Mark. You should watch Swordfish. You should watch no. Swordfish. It's a movie I owned as a lot. My dad would always be like, "No Swordfish, Mark. Sword- no Swordfish for you." Swordfish is a is a like a ninety eight minute movie, and we talked about it for like an for like two and a half hours. <laughs> does he, yeah, Hugh does I can that, back that up. We really Hugh does really, that right after Wolverine. Is it like a post Wolverine like after X Men One? Does he do that? Oh yes, that, yes, yes. Yeah. It's like immediately after X Men. Immediately after the two, yeah. So John Travolta gets a call from yes. the uh, Bill Styles. Bill Styles about no relation to Harry. The whole thing, and um, so 
He has a southern accent. Yes. His little southern it's accent. It's his usual southern accent. Yeah, it, it's the uh, the John Travolta southern accent thing he's got going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, okay, and can we talk about his name? What's his name, Jeff? He is, uh, his name is Tom Hardy. <laughs> DE agent Tom Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got a... He, he, For the rest of this episode, I'm only going to just say Tom Hardy to really confuse our... He's got a... Yeah, he's a... So, Travolta goes to the base. What's funny is the name is a joke. And then it's... Yeah, and then it's... Travolta goes yeah. to the base yes. and he immediately starts talking to Bill Styles about like, why do you want me here? Like I'm a DEA agent. It's like, well, you said he only wanted to talk to an army ranger. Connie Nielsen's a very against mm-hmm. the idea. He's like, sir, if any, we could call, have called anybody to talk to this guy, but we called literally the worst person to talk to. This guy's under investigation. He's got a lot of allegations against him. And he's like, but man, you haven't seen him in interrogation room. He's good. <laughs> he is good. His first step is, you're doing an interrogation room? Get him out of the interrogation room. He knows he's in an interrogation room. Yeah, exactly. It's like he's like, where is he? Everyone's is he like, what? It's like, is he in the interrogation room? And it's like, it's like, uh, yeah, he is. Like, get him out. Like, why? It's like interrogation rooms have a knack for looking like interrogation <laughs> rooms. Like, this guy's so smart, <laughs> fellas. Oh man. So before he goes in, Styles pulls him aside and tells him some secret information that we are not privy to. Yeah, a little like, hey, I had this, uh, th- there's a thing I have to tell you that I can't tell Connie Nielsen here. And mm. then Connie Nielsen just watches them, blah, 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 Connie blah, Nielsen blah. really much gets the shaft in this movie <laughs> on everything. It's like, why can't she be in here? It's classified information. I know. Like, that... Why didn't you tell me that? It's classified information. Like, she's a fucking MP of this base. Yeah, that's mm. what, that, yeah, that's a, it was a bit of an issue doing that, I think, for the movie mm. to work. It did not stop, uh, Petty Officer uh, Jeff, 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 Jeffrey Gibbs in CIS. Whenever he was investigating a murder of a Navy person, seaman, a seaman, yes. he got he got classified information because it was Gibbs. Mm. So I also want to say this movie, like right from the start, has that very McTiernan like look to it. It yeah. has that like eighties action movie blue hue to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does it's like. Yeah, and then there's constantly he's pumping in this like red light yeah. into every scene, so it, it looks like this, this whole like it's not a bit that this whole movie's color palette is red, white, and blue. Yeah, no, it is. Like, there's a lot of even m- when it's in the middle of the rainforest, rainforest is all blue. Like he, he, he does that moonlight as like a dark, as like a deep blue. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of red lights just pumping in from nowhere, seemingly. And then a lot of white lightning flashes. A lot of white lightning flashes. Yeah. No, there's a scene later on where Tay Diggs is just like in the tent with um, fucking yeah. uh, Giovanni Ribisi or whatever. Yeah. And he's just like holding a red flashlight. He's just holding a red flashlight in his face. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, there's no reason he needs to be holding a flashlight in his face. <laughs> but it makes the scene look so cool. Yeah. Because he's just, he's just even... pumping. He's giving himself like a little red yeah. underlight, making himself look so scary. And not only is he holding like a flash under his face, it's a red flashlight yeah, under exactly, his face. Yeah, exactly. He's just... I know. Like it's just cool shit like that. I think that's fun. So yeah. interrogation room. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not an interrogation room. It's yeah, it's they, like a cafeteria. They do the interrogation cafeteria. in a cafeteria. Yeah. Um and so Travolta like immediately just comes in and he like throws him a donut. I know. Well, and he tells Connie beforehand Bad cop. He's like, You're gonna be the bad cop for this. Yeah. And which this bit I kinda liked actually. <laughs> <laughs> I do like like John Travolta is such a dick to Connie Nielsen. Yeah, he's in this so movie. terrible to her at first. But like I mean it works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's a genius in interrogation rooms. So. And so, and he's like, "I bet you, I bet you, ten bucks, I get him talking in three minutes, <laughs> in under three minutes." 
And so he walks and he slaps a donut at the guy. And um, eventually like, gets him to like talk. And Travolta's just like, you probably think I'm giving you this donut in hopes that you would talk because people don't uh, sit down and not and eat and not look at each other and not talk. And I'll tell you, my I think it's possible my parents did it for years. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's just like... He's given him he's all like, the, the secrets. What the fuck did you just say? Yeah. He's like, I'm fucking eat this donut. He's giving Dunbar me. like all the interrogation room secrets as like a strategy. Yeah, because then like, you know, Dunbar talks about like the inter, like a little bit about the squad. Yeah, about like their relationships to each other, like Pike, how like Nathan West and Pike were like at each other's throats all the time, and like West was always like threatening Pike, and how just there was like animosity there. But then he gets to the story all the way up to the chopper, and then he says, "I won't say." I won't any- tell you. I won't, I won't tell you anymore. what happened in the jungle. And yeah. then Connie Nielsen goes hot. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like oh, you're gonna go away for the rest of your life. And Jojo's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> can, we, can we talk about the movie like while talking about spoilers? We're not like we're not blowing anyone's mind here. We can talk about the spoilers or no? You want to wait for oh, him? No, absolutely. Because what's interesting about like that scene is that is that Dunbar. Dunbar is Dunbar's his Connie Nielsen in that scene. Yeah. Because he's helping him win over Connie Nielsen. Yeah. Whereas he's like coaching Connie Nielsen. I'm, this is how I'm going to win him over. Yeah. But then Dunbar's giving him that, like, mm. Dunbar's laying him up with getting him to talk under three minutes. That's like making Connie, <laughs> Connie Nielsen just go, like, oh, I can trust this guy. Yeah, no, he's this, cool. this movie, I think I, sh- I wish I kind of watched it twice. Yeah. Because I feel like all these early scenes have such a new texture to them when you think about with the yeah. twist at the end. And they set up the bit where it's like, yeah, they just got to tell the right story yeah. or whatever and like, it is. You think it's Travolta and Nielsen end. walking in to interview Dunbar, but it's, but it's really Travolta and Dunbar it's their, like, trying to lead Nielsen in the military to finding the drug smuggling operation. <laughs> to join... What? We'll just say what it is. They're fucking GI Joes, and they're like, they're like a version of like the losers, which is like the banana <laughs> yeah. twist of the movie. You're just like, this is like a buddy comedy. <laughs> this is a funny. What comedy. the fuck? <laughs> they're yeah. like all in Hawaiian shirts, like drinking. Sorry, I told Jeff. This like, ends like not, a Fast and Furious. This was no, how, it does. This was how like it was pitched. Like literally, the screenwriters in the room with the execs, right? And he's like, okay, so then they think that the murder was convicted by this guy, and they pin him on it, and they got him, and the movie's about to end, and they get him into jail, and the, and the producer's like, oh, okay, and they start to close their binders, and the writer does a line of coke, like, James- but then it gets worse! <laughs> James Vanderbilt, that's what billionaire cocaine can get you, man. Literally, is like, James Van- but then there's another twist! Ah! James Vanderbilt says hey, he wanted to fool a certain type of moviegoer. He said, those who know, who like to say, I know who the killer is in the first 10 minutes, I mean, I wrote this movie for them. To Great. beat them at their game. <laughs> Mission accomplished. When I was 15, I thought he was a fucking genius. This guy, I loved him. He was going to ride Spider-Man. I was like, fucking James Vanderbilt is my fucking guy. What has he done recently? Let's... He wrote White House Down, right? So it doesn't matter. Legendary status in my book. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, he could do whatever White House Down. <laughs> Okay, so here here are the most recent films written by James Vanderbilt, the writer of this it's movie. It's weird. Um, Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah. Oh, God. Murder uh, Mystery. Murder Mystery 1 and 2. <laughs> and 2. Scream, the new Scream. Yep. And Transformers Rise of the Beasts, <laughs> which I'm so I ready for. I didn't see the new Scream. Was it good or was it really bad? It hasn't bad? come out yet. <laughs> when does it come out? In January. For February. What? 
It's, it's very strange that they're releasing a Scream movie. <laughs> in January? <laughs> Four like, months after yeah, Halloween. But they, they advertised it during Halloween, and it's like, the, the fuck? Uh, you... b- big news, big news. Uh, per the Transformers Rise of the Beast IMDb page, Ron Perlman is playing uh, Optimus Primal. Yeah, fuck me. Of course he <laughs> fucking is. <sighs> it was hard, to talk, okay, to, it was hard so... to talk about the movie without talking about the spoilers. We had to get them out of the yeah, way because there's that. just too many. So John Travolta, We didn't really like, even get them out of the way. The audience at home is like, what are they talking about? What are you fucking about? talking about? So John Travolta interrupts Connie Nielsen. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, <laughs> yeah. listen, Dunbar, like, clearly we're doing like the good cop, bad cop thing. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? I know. He's like, you set me up. <laughs> this yeah. schmuck's playing bad cop with you. No. And, and then they and then they walk out and he's like, you owe me 10 bucks now because I got him talking. And so they uh, decide, well, we're going to go talk to Kendall. Kendall. So they go to the ho- the, the, the military hospital. BC. So that's when I write down, like, it's always raining. Like, yes. it never stops raining. And I get, and I guess, like... Mm-hmm. I, I, it's like, oh, I guess fucking... I totally forgot about, like, you know, it is valid that, like, this does take place over, like, 24 yeah. hours. So, like, I guess... And in the... Pan- and, you know, South America, if it mm-hmm. was, like, monsoon season, it would rain for, like, weeks yeah. on end. So I get it. It's fine. And so they get to the Sorry. hospital, and who's there? The most unexpected appearance in this movie. Harry Connick Jr. Love it. I love it. <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. Fazzo is Dr. Peter Vilmer. I love Harry Connick Jr. as a kid. He scats into the sea. He's just like, why do I do that? I'm the doctor. <laughs> Let's kick the tires and light the fires, big daddy. I can't shake him. Jeff is fine one. <laughs> you know, I can't shake him. Jimmy, no. I can't breathe, big daddy. <laughs> I think Harry Connick Jr. is just very funny in Independence Day. I think he's great. He is great. He's good. His best performance is probably the Iron Giant. Oh, yeah. No, of course. Mm. Of course. I watched uh, I watched uh, him in John Grisham's Mickey a lot as a kid <laughs> where he plays, he plays a dad who, like, um, is, like, being, like, pursued by the IRS for tax yeah. fraud. <laughs> and so his kid is, like, 13 and can't play in the under, like, the under 12 baseballs anymore. <laughs> and so he, like, moves his kid, changes his ID. And so it's about a guy just cheating at children's baseball <laughs> by putting his 13-year-old and you're, like, rooting for him the whole time. Anyway, what? Jesus Christ. It's like a, yeah, fuck it. I love Harry Connick. Okay, but he's there. He's playing a doctor. He's like, yeah, how you doing? I'm um, Dr. Peter Vilma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's like, yeah, patients in that room. They brought him in this morning. And he's buddies with he, and he's buddies with Tom Hardy. They're old buddies. Yeah, he and Tom Hardy are old buddies. Yeah, from old military. It's established that Tom Hardy was best friends with Samuel Jackson's West. Best character. friends with everybody. You're already kind yeah. of just like, okay, he knows everybody in this movie. Like he he used to serve under West and hated him for because he was abusive supposedly. Yeah. Yeah, you um, mentioned now it, throughout a lot of the film. It's like, they all wanted to kill him, and to be honest, so did I. Like, yeah. And so, so he's, he, he's like, detecting the motives, supposedly. I think it's, like, a good, like, screenwriting thing to have him be friends with Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. Especially when you get his twist that he's bad. Yeah. He's a bad doctor. Naughty, naughty. That, like, okay, maybe, like, he doesn't have very good judgment when it comes to his old friends. So we know he knows West. Yeah. We know he, he knows Sam Jackson. So you're not, like, constantly thinking about their previous relationship yeah it does a lot of interesting things the screenplay too mm-hmm. like even like like the first twist of the movie which was that when he asked he, he asked dunbar for a cigarette and he's just like i had a pack the whole time yeah and you're like this fucking shit can't be trusted <laughs> this little <laughs> this guy this guy's pulling twists on us so he talks to kendall yes played by giovanni rubisi 
who by all counts went very method for this movie no. undeniably like no. here's the thing method acting is the thing we and have to acknowledge it there's there's some people suffer from it yeah there's there's some like instances where like you know a care an actor keeps an accent for the movie so they don't like dip in and out where it like makes sense i don't think anyone's ever told the truth when they said that yeah or like even i don't believe for a fucking something second. like a daniel day lewis or something like at the very least these are like the lead characters in the movie mm-hmm. <clears throat> giovanni rubisi's like sixth build in this movie <laughs> and uh, apparently did not shower for a week before filming that was rude. Something that was noticed by the rest of the cast and crew. And you know who else and then did apparently that just, in a military movie? And apparently refused to like not leave in a bed. Jeff, you know who else did that in a military movie? Shia LaBeouf and Shia Fury. Shia LaBeouf and Fury. <laughs> and it was worse because they're all trapped in a yeah, tank together. To... What <laughs> if you like somebody hit me in the face with a hammer? That would but, be like, fun or something. There's only Brad Pitt where he's like, ah, oh, it smells fucking terrible. Well, I heard like Shia LaBeouf and John Bernthal like really did not like each other yeah. on set. Good job. It's like, you smell like fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just hated him. Um, and it was worth it. Because so, <laughs> yeah, sure. I can really smell him in that movie. <laughs> so immediately he's closed off. Doesn't want to talk to them. Yeah. And he's like, all right, well, fine. Uh, Dunbar already told us what we know, so we'll just take Dunbar's word for it. And they start walking away. And Connie's like, what are we doing? Well, and he's like, wait for a second. And they go to the front entrance of the hospital. And he's like, "He's like, just give it a second. Just give it a second. Like, I guarantee he's going to call us back in. And they talk about something I don't remember. And then a nurse comes in. And then a nurse comes in. It's like, patient wants to see you. And he gives her a look. We also have to quickly preface, Rabisi's character, Kendall, is the son of a joint chief of staff general. Yeah. And also a homosexual. Yeah. Um, and that was a source of abuse for him from the West, supposedly. And with that all being said, Jeff, I have to take a pee break. You guys keep talking. Okay. It's 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 established that um, Kendall and Pike were the two who were abused by West. So you're walking in the exact opposite direction of the restroom right now. I know. That fan was on. Okay. Off. Interesting. Okay. And so they go back into the room with Kendall. This is the first. This is the first interview sequence with Rubisi's character, yes. where he's like, "Okay, let me tell you my fucking side of the story." Okay. We gotta talk about Rubisi's voice. What is he doing? I don't... He's just talking like this. I'm Giovanni Rubisi, which is not what he sounds like. He's a lot more nasally in real life. Yeah, but it's like a weird like. It's because it's not even an accent. It's like yeah. if someone just like talked and they sounded like, if their accent was upset. Yeah. What's your accent? I'm upset. Like, and, like I don't know. You just, you just like. At first, I thought it was just like hospital voice he was doing, but then mm-hmm. he has the same voice in the flashbacks. Yeah, he's just. I I I was my dad's joint chief of staff. I can't. And because like even whether it's in you know same Pirate Ryan or Avatar or whatever he's in, he sounds a lot more like this. Like he kind of has the same inflection yeah, he's doing. He's, yeah. But he's doing. I, I yeah, West hated me because I was gay. And like that's what he says. He does <laughs> verbatim. And, and uh, he's like, I thought he was trying to kill me, so I so someone killed him first. <laughs> yeah, this he, first flashback is really, um, it, it's like it's interesting that this is. You, I feel like you don't even get to the end of the story that you realize that what his version of the tale that West is dead. Yeah, and that's really confusing. You could, because everyone's just kind of like, oh, we don't know where, we don't yeah. know where Wes and the other people are, and the movie's failing is that like, I feel like as soon as he talks to Dunbar the first time, she'd be like, where's West? Like the yeah. boss, and you're like, oh, he's fucking dead. Hey, he's dead. You guys see, 
You see this? Yeah. This is called unobtainium. It's funding <laughs> our entire exposition. And there's I think it's a good fucking name. I, <laughs> I like unobtainium rules. This is what's powering the entire operation. And those savages built the tree on top of the greatest unobtainium deposit on the planet. Next time someone's like, no one remembers a single quote from Avatar. Listen no one to this basic episode. I'm like, uh, I saw my buddy Jeff once. <laughs> this operation is being funded not to learn about them, but to get them to move base. <laughs> Your little science project, or I'm going to have to bring in the big guys. guys. Or Quaritch is going to have to solve it. He has such big fucking tractors in that movie. They're so big. <laughs> That's man. a huge tractor. That's a huge fucking tractor. The big it's robot mech guys. So big. It's like, who is this guy who's smashing our cameras? <laughs> they tear down the sex tree. Yeah, they, they tear down the sex tree. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's... Should we do the Sam Worthington cast? <laughs> what if Avatar That means we have to do Terminator Salvation. <laughs> we have, it means to, we have do... to cover Chris Bale. <laughs> we have to cover... Uh, what, what was that... Uh, Greek god movie he did. Oh, uh, uh, oh, oh, Clash of the Titans. Uh, Clash of the, Clash the Titans. Titans. And then he did a uh, Wrath, Wrath of the, the Titans. Of the Titans. <laughs> Math of the Titans. And then he did not <laughs> get into the green line. We'd have to go a man on a ledge. <laughs> well, uh, Wrath of the Titans is my favorite because that's when like Zeus played by Liam, Liam Neeson and Hades played by Ralph Fiennes. Is it Ray Fiennes? Ray? Yeah, no. But it's Fiennes, right? It's, it's, it's him, right? Who it's plays Hades? I'm not making that up, right? Wrath refines Wrath of the Titans. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's refines as Hades. I just looked up Wrath of Man on accident. Great <laughs> fucking movie. You should watch it. Yeah, uh, Ralph finds, and they literally are just like they power each other up, and they go they fight against the Titans, like yeah, and then they Jedi style basically. Okay, and it's like I haven't felt this good in a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. So this is flashback. <laughs> We're learning. No, I want to talk about Wrath of the Titans. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> they got rid of Gemma Arterton. They shouldn't have done that. <laughs> don't sleep in quiet. You don't sleep in cryo. <laughs> <laughs> you don't dream in quiet. You don't cry. You don't dream in quiet. <laughs> I forget what the fuck you will never become one of the okay. people. So, so John, John trolled us all Pandora. <laughs> He's investigating this, oh these soldiers who went missing in the Omatakaya jungle. How many jungle. times do you think John trolled this up? <laughs> Avatar in theaters. So you probably saw it six times. I know. Jeff, I've we're an hour in. Every story about John Troll that I've First heard is that baby. This, every story I've heard about John Troll is that this dude just like really enjoys just like hanging out and having a good time. Yeah. And I bet he saw Avatar seven times in 3D and every time I was like, I just don't know how they do it. <laughs> okay, so I mean visually it's just, <laughs> it's just a masterpiece. Guys, let's get back to base basics here and <laughs> talk about basic. Uh, so it's a flashback scene. Yeah, it's a fl- Kendall is talking to them. Yes, and he he's like me and Pike were both hated by by I the. I think he's doing a good Rabisi, is he not? Me and Pike were both hated by West. He hated that I was I a homosexual okay. and had something <laughs> out for this Pike guy. Exactly. I think it's all right. <laughs> um, yeah. He, and so, so uh, it, uh, uh, West had this thing where he said there were three accidents a year, and that one accident he would cause on one of us. <laughs> Make, and then he winked at me. And he winked at me. <laughs> he winked at me. I knew I had it out for him. I knew. So I knew it was either kill or be killed. <laughs> But then he he continues. Which, to, by the way, the look that Sam Jackson does do—it's fucking good. Is yeah. like he's like, 
I'm going to murder you. Yeah. It's, the, it's the Nick Cage face-off psychopath look. Yep. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Sam Jackson is doing that. Yeah. And he's- Pause. There's a car alarm going off. But for our audience, just imagine Sam Jackson. Imagine Nicolas Cage in face-off doing that. I'm Sean Archer look. Now, copy and paste Sam Jackson's face on that. It's kind of like if you want to do it at home for yourself, too. It's like put your chin to kind of like your chest and then look up in the mirror and the smile as big as you can. It's the And now you're doing it. Now you're doing the smile. (laughs) Chef's doing it. Chef's got a really good one. Uh, Okay. So then they get down into the jungle floor. They're on a (laughs) tiny They get down on the jungle floor. And um, I got to tell you, when I went to... It's fucking raining. When I went to Pandora, the world of Avatar at Walt Disney World, I was so pissed there was no Giovanni Ribisi character encounter. Like, I want to meet... No, that would be like that. You could just do like, yeah, you could be like infuriating. So they're they're on the jungle floor and uh, Kendall is with uh, Mueller. Yeah, I think he's with, I think he's with, he's not, wait, no, Mueller's the first one there. He, he's teamed up with um, Dunbar. No, it's the southern one. It's going to be impossible to fucking remember. Because they all have different names. No, he's with, he is with Mueller. He's with Mueller. And they hear a grenade go. He said, they put me with Mueller, who hated me for being gay. Yeah. And uh, Mueller's the type of guy you don't feel comfortable going to sleep next to. No. Yeah. Like, that's like, they they paint him I mean, they don't even do the grenade thing yet. That's not so later. Well, they're running through the jungle, and they see, like, an explosion go off. But this is just him, like, they're in the jungle, and him recapping, like, oh, and then he, like... I don't know, like fucking, like, like torturing me and like being super rude to I me. I think this and one. And then we came up. back to base, and then that's when he was like, "All right, you guys are coming back with me. We're doing one more day." Yeah. Listen, they treat this guy bad, He's, yeah, but not they're, they're the not, general's daughter bad. They're, yeah. they're <laughs> well, a jerk to him. The um, they're a jerk to him. Yeah, they're um, mean. But they and they and he, they're like running a, through the jungle. A grenade explosion. A grenade goes off. And they go over and they find what looks to be West's body on the ground with a hole in the back. Face down, dead in the ground. Yeah. Immediately, I'm like, he's not dead. If they're not showing his face. If he's just a body, they're not going to, he's not dead. Yeah. So and so um, they go back to this little shack. Yes. This little base. And, and, they, and they find Dunbar and Mueller there. And they're, and also, who's a lady who's in that? Oh, I remember, I remember the sequence of events here. So he's with Mueller, but Mueller goes missing after the explosion. And then Rabushery runs into Castro. Castro. <laughs> Castro. Um, played by, and, uh, and, and she was Nunez. Paired up, and she was paired up with Pike. No, Nunez is the, um, is the, the woman. He runs into Castro and Nunez there. And they were paired up with Pike. One of them was paired up with Pike, but Pike is missing in action. Because he said, I, I lost Pike. When did you lose Pike? It's like, I don't remember. Was it before or after the, the explosion? I don't remember. So and later all- on, she says, oh, I remember now. It was before the explosion. It's like, oh, now you remember? So they go on to the bunk. They go into this little shack, and there's five of them there. Everyone except for Pike. And they're all and they're talking like, about who it. who killed West? And then and Pike shows up. they all think it's Pike. They all kind of unspokenly think it's Pike. Yeah. No, they think like, it's Kendall. No, they think Pike. it's Pike. Pike. Yeah, and so Pike shows up. No, they think it's Dunbar. 
They think it's cash. <laughs> no. They think it's so, Pike. So Pike shows up. I love at the end of the movie, they're like, right, what, what are our fucking names? You Dunbar Pike is like, it's actually none of our names. And you're like, what? What, <laughs> what are your names? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'll tell you after the credits. We're, we're I'll tell you after the credits eight. roll. After we get these people out of the theater, what if we'll that tell you the post credit scene of them all just like saying their names? <laughs> okay. It's just Connie Nielsen looking around the table. Um, your name is <laughs> Jeff. Okay, Jeff. Jeff, favorite color? Purple. Jeff, purple. <laughs> <laughs> Icebreakers. Stuart, orange. Got it. <laughs> and so then eventually Pike comes in. And, and we're all looking at it. Like, we're trying to figure out who killed um, Wes. And he's like, you don't have to wonder. I, I did. did. I did. Dun, dun, dun. Lightning strike. Yeah. Organ music. Dun, dun, dun. And so in his, in Roberto's retelling of the story, um, is this where it ends or does he continue it? No, I think he continues. Well, guns to hold. go off. Yeah, gun. There's like a, a fight breaks out because they, um, they try and restrain Pike, but I think Dunbar shoot. No, not Dunbar. Mueller shoots him, and then yeah, Mueller goes crazy. He points a gun at Pike, and then he points a gun at Kendall or something. Yeah. Or no, like Cast. Castro is also like pointing a gun at somebody. I can't get any of these flashbacks think, straight with what happens. Well, no, it's impossible shit. to even try to recap. I wrote it. that down. It's like back and forth times one thousand. The stories keep changing. No detail stays the same. Yeah. And so, like at one story, it's like Mueller's the one who starts the fire, the the, the, the shooting. And then the other story, Dunbar's the one who starts the shooting. Mm-hmm. The other one, like Castro and Pike, start the shooting. It's all. But what I got what like, happens? What everybody's clear on is when the shooting starts, Castro dies. Pike dies. Pike dies. Nunez dies. Uh, Nunez dies. Kendall gets shot. Wounded. Yeah, in the leg. And then Dunbar picks up Kendall and starts running to the jungle. Yeah. Is chased by Mueller. Mueller. Yes, that's where those details of all the stories sync up. But yes. what the predecessor of that is what always keeps changing. So Travolta at this point thinks, well, we have a sure hit confession. That was totally. Yeah. That was totally yeah, that was cohesive. <laughs> that was a cohesive story. Yeah. Which I'm like. Well, it seems a little too like eager to just like knock this out. Yeah. But then like the ulterior motive from the end of the movie is like he's just trying to get Nielsen to like pick yeah. up the scent. Yeah, he's trying to get her to think he because she ha- she she can make legal action on this. He can't. Yeah. I don't understand what their plan was. So <laughs> it's very convoluted. I'm gonna look at my sentence. <laughs> so, so um uh where where am so, I? At? And at the uh, end of it, Rubishi's like, you just gotta tell the story right. Yeah, you just got to tell a story, right? So and then so they, they go leave, back to Dunbar. They go back to Dunbar. And he's denying it. He's like, well, yeah. Kendall's a liar or whatever. And um, He's like, did he tell you about the drugs he's peddling? Right. And they're like, what drugs? Rubies, uh, Kendall wasn't doing anything like that. He's the son of a joint chief of staff. And then Dunbar produces a drug, like a cocktail needle. Yeah. And he says, uh, test this or yeah, whatever. Test, check this out. This is proof. This is proof. And now Travolta's like, okay, now that you said, not, now that he told me you murdered him, now you told me he's into drugs. Okay, yeah. whatever. Somewhere in between this, Travolta tells Nielsen about Section 8. Yes. Where they're like, so like we're getting all these weird contradictory confessions, and it's like, well, let's look at his note, and they're looking for clues, and they see, what was this 8? Then that's when John Travolta tells her, well, Wes trained this like secret group. No, we don't learn about that until after Ruby C explodes get, we just go through it because he writes eight it's impossible it. to recap it's impossible to recap jesus fuck okay, okay. so they so, go back to ruby but we do get the line where she's like this seems so complicated why is like why would they murder each other i don't get it and he charles is like murder is basic it's a good title it's a 
title. Murder's Basic, Stuart. No, okay. So, so you get, go back get to it? Ke- murder is basic. Yeah, I get it. And the title of the movie is basic. They go back to Kendall. So that it's a bit, you know, it's a movie about murder. They go back to Kendall. And now it's basic. And they are going to talk to Kendall about the drugs. And Kendall's like laughing and like just like rolling around. And he's like, uh, no, like he's all lying or whatever. And you guys don't have anything on me. You don't have any evidence. And then as he starts talking, then we see blood leak out of his ear. Yeah. And Travolta like, sees that. Ha ha, I uh, am, I, I, ha ha. And then, <laughs> he spits and out all the blood in his out body. Blood, <laughs> He's um, violently has a seizure, goes all over Nielsen, and like the doctor's coming to pin him down, and he dies. Yes, literally exploding. But before he does, he like grabs Connie Nielsen's hand, and he writes in blood. He writes eight, eight. No, she thinks it's infinity, the infinity symbol. Right, but it's an eight. And it then depends on how you hold your hand. And then there's like this, this uh, like Kaiser Soze ass moment. Of reveal, where she's like, infinity, infinity, eight, 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 and she and she's like holding her hand out, and she goes eight, and like turns her hand up, and it's an eight. Oh shit! Oh fuck! <laughs> What's funny is that like the eight on the page actually isn't that visible, so you're yeah. not like, it's kind of like buried in the corner. You're not like oh, looking for fuck? it. Oh, you, you told me that was to on the it. page. Okay, I believe you. Yeah, I believe it was on the page. Whatever. So that's then John Travolta tells Nielsen about Section Eight. Yeah, and that's when he tells her about Section Eight, where Black it, Ops—it's it, a Black Ops group that, that went off the grid, that West trained, that went rogue, went renegade, and started peddling drugs. Yeah, so this is the third twist. Yeah, this is the third twist. I think it'd be really easy to talk about the movie in terms of like the twist that <laughs> happened. Yes, but the first twist I think is drugs. Well, they were selling drugs, or, or yeah. they were dealing drugs. Second <sighs> twist is. Harry Connick Jr. was the one supplying them with the drugs. Third twist is Section 8. <laughs> Section 8. Yeah. And then the fourth twist is the colonel yes, was behind involved. the whole operation. No, the fourth twist is Ray Dunbar is black. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. That, the fifth twist is the colonel. The fifth twist is not that. The fifth twist is... Wes didn't get hit by the grenade because <laughs> in whatever third or the fourth predator. time they go back to the scene, it's he walks in and it like surprises and them. And the predator on the thing, and he's the predator. He like magically he appears like on top of the shack. He looks like <laughs> Bruce Willis and Unbreakable. He's got the trench coat. <laughs> so, uh, so the sixth the, so the, the sixth twist is the colonel. The sixth twist is no. The sixth twist oh, is Jesus. there's. It's not just the the what do you, what what do they fucking call the drugs? They call them like combat cocktails. Combat cocktails. This the sixth twist is we also were dealing cocaine. Yes. We 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 were also shipping cocaine out. Okay. And then the seventh twist is Mueller killed West. Okay. They they lie and then they reframe it and then the eighth is the colonel is in on the drugs. Yeah. He's in on it. Okay. And then the ninth twist is that. John, John Hardy Travolta. was in on it. John Travolta was in on it. None of them are dead. And then I think the tenth. I think there's another one because I counted the first one as being he had cigarettes on him. <laughs> the ninth one. The last one is the big Section Eight yeah. reveal. Oh, that's the tenth. And then there's twist. like like domino twists of like all them walking into the room and like oh their names were in them and yeah. it's just like a this an is exactly how i would twists. imagine like jo- like uh tommy wiseau would like write a twisted movie this it's is like, like this is like vulgar rashomon <laughs> like, if, if you just like, like rashomon i'm a bunch of cocaine it's like they're they're, they're like jump scares it's like the conjuring right movies in. it's like boom <laughs> 
Yeah, literally the way like it kind of turns out is after they go to Kendall, Kendall violently dies, and then turns out Dunbar is Pike. Pike is Dunbar because Dunbar is black. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. They talk to um, um, Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. And that's when they're like, I forget. Like you could how- just grab the dog tags because the dog tags yeah. don't have race on it. Yeah. And he's and they're talking to him and he, he's like, oh, they're. They're probably taking that kid, Pike, who uh, came in here. And they're like, you mean Ray Dunbar? He's no, like, I mean Pike. And he's like, no, we got Ray Dunbar. He's like, Tom, Ray Dunbar, Dunbar is black. black. Yeah. And there's like lightning strikes. Like, so, twist. So the movie ends up being kind of simple. Now that we've spoiled that, I know we've just ju- jumped over things. And then Travolta races to the airport with Nielsen. Is this not when there's a little fight scene between Travolta and Nielsen? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah that scene is so fucking weird it's so strange that scene sucks. like she suplexes him through a door know, which is fun <laughs> but that scene also sucks yeah yeah that's like that's probably the worst scene in the movie it's very strange it's not great no. that's not a good scene and then so, he runs to the airport yeah they because, go to the airport because not dunbar is pie. getting on and so pike. there's like seven military says dudes his name is fucking neither of those names. escorting dunbar slash pike yeah to the the jet and travolta who's non-military mind you Runs up, grabs the dude, brings him over to a propeller blade. I know his guards don't do a very good job of stopping him no. from pointing them off. They're just kind of like, eh, fucking. Okay, yeah, they like kind of aim shit. their guns at him, and, like, oh. but they don't fire. Yeah, and he's like holding this guy in front of the propeller, and he's like, "You gotta talk." You gotta he's like tell pulling me the him under the plane. <laughs> and he then, tries to Indiana Jones him uh, into the propeller, and Styles is like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> Even Nielsen's like, eh, this "Probably could have been handled better." <laughs> None of this is to code. This is not how and you so, act in the military, right, Stuart? I, These are not how our men in uniform should behave. Even former <laughs> former army rangers like this. <laughs> our, men of, our men of honor. Our men of honor. I can't wait to talk about uniforms. Yeah, um, <laughs> uniforms. We'll talk about uniforms for a while. I'm getting really nervous about this next episode. <laughs> that's going to come out in four weeks. That's going to be a great episode. It better fucking be a great episode. Our men and women in uniform deserve it. <laughs> They deserve our respect. podcast full of respect and no bits. I can't wait until seven people, they, seven they characters They don't want Bill Clinton anywhere near it. Because they didn't. Yeah. Anyway. So, anyway. So, they cut from this propeller to the interrogation room. Where Travolta's just allowed to interrogate the guy. Again. With all the, with like, um, Pi, uh, what's his name? Um, Styles and all of them there. They don't even mention the fact that he just ripped this dude out of military custody and threw him into a propeller. I've seen it twice. I have no idea what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all sitting there, and Dunbar Pike confesses. <laughs> Stop saying their names. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> so Pike is like, yeah, I. so I'll tell you the true story about what happened, um, which is that um, West found out what was going on. And he put us on this mission so we could so we could like confront us about it. And this is when we get the version of the story where Wes barges into barges the, tent. Into the barges shack. into the shack when they're all there. And it, that's, this is like the most predator esque like yeah. murder scene and, I've ever. And seen. And he he quickly holds a knife to one of their throats, and they're all pointing their guns at him. And he's like, because in this version of the story, they're all in on the drug scheme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's he has the knife and he's like, the odds are I could take one, maybe two of you, but the odds are against me leaving this room. And then there's a lightning strike and he just disappears. 
vanishes. Like he does. Like you don't even see him run out. It's just like he's gone. It's so fast. I probably blinked yeah. and missed it. He literally. Yeah. And then it. they're like, "Where'd he go?" And they pop and out. Castro runs out of the no, shed. Nunez. 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 And she runs out and she's like, camera, I'll take him. Camera tilts up. Who's on top of the shack? Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. <laughs> and he's like, and, and he's like, you sure are pretty. And then he just kills her. her. Um, so she's dead. Mueller runs out. <laughs> None of this happens, though. <laughs> None of this is real. None of this is a true story. <laughs> We're recapping a thing that doesn't But they all buy it. <laughs> I know, it's true. But basically, um, like. Just to speed through the story. Yeah. Wes basically kills everybody. Wes kills them all except for um, Mueller, Dunbar, Pike, Which, slash Pike. I'm trying to think. And how does Rubisi. that story make sense in relation to Mueller chasing Dunbar and Kendall? I think Mueller was somehow not a part of it. No, because Mueller ends up being the one. In re- yeah, it's impossible to talk about reality or the fucking yeah. fake bullshit Some, story. Somehow it Mueller was hired by the Colonel yeah. to kill. West. Yes. They just don't ask any questions about this no. story. Yeah. The only kind of, for me, the only big logic gap is that the colonel would know to go to yeah. Tom Hardy. Yes. Everything else in the plan is pretty It kind simple. of links up at the end. Yeah. This I guess is a very like... convoluted plan, but it works. No, but <laughs> so it's like simple. They, they take Pike into custody-ish, and then Travolta and Nielsen are like wrapping up the investigation, and that's when he tells her... You just gotta tell the story right, and yeah. that's when it goes into this like uh, dawn well, no, of existence. No, no, no. Movie. Wait, 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 wait. No, you're skipping over a whole plot point. Fuck. Which of the ten twists? You're, I skip, just you're skipping over that. It's a, oh the that, colonel that the colonel's in on. Oh yeah, the, the colonel's so in on. John Travolta so, walks into the colonel's office, and, and he's, he's like, like, "I think we solved it all. I think up. we solved it up, except for one thing. I think you knew about this whole yeah. thing along, and so he accuses him of it." And the colonel like is like, well, the reason I called you is because I know you take bribes. Even the trolls at the beginning said, I don't take bribes. He's like, how much? How much is it worth when I get my operation going again? And Nielsen hears all of this yes. happening. Yeah, so she's like sneaking up, and trolls like, mm, I don't take bribes. I'll think about it. And he's about to step out of the room. Colonel's about to shoot him, and then Nielsen kills the colonel. Nielsen kills the colonel. Okay, so that th- that plot points over. Yes. <laughs> Now Travolta and Nielsen are wrapping up yeah. the investigation. And that's when he tells him, you just got to tell the story right. Yeah. And, and she so, remembers that from. And we get the Kaiser Soze bit where it like the, zooms gotta out. Gotta tell the story right. Gotta tell the story right. Gotta, gotta tell the story, story right. Gotta, gotta tell, tell the story, story right. On a perineum. Gotta tell the story right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, am I going to do it? Are you going to do it? <laughs> but so she then follows uh, Travolta and sees Pike getting in the Jeep. With Travolta, so she follows. Is it Pike or is it Dunbar? It's none of them. Ray Dunbar is black. <laughs> <laughs> so then she follows them into the, uh, that in town, Panama City, or Panama. whatever. The best moment in that montage sequence, where she's like, "What? Is, what is it? That does the story right?" Is where Travolta's in the woods with them, and he's wearing the military vest, and he goes up and he starts stabbing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> just like, she's like making a version of it up in her yeah, head. Like, you just see Travolta just come out with like a butcher knife, <laughs> butcher knife and just stabs Sam Jackson three times, <laughs> just mows his way through the crowd. So she follows him through like this um, the Panama town, and gets to like his like an apartment. Yeah. And she sees Travolta. A giant figure eight ball. Giant, giant figure eight ball. And giant. then she sees Travolta. She sees Mueller. She sees Dunbar. Even and then Pike. who else walks Even out? Pike. Well, yeah, Pike. And then who who Mueller's walks out? Mueller's not there. 
Mueller is there. No, Mueller's the bad guy. Yeah, Mueller. No, Kendall was the bad guy. Mueller and Kendall, Kendall were the bad guys. Kendall ones. and Mueller die. Fuck. Here. They're the two who actually died. God Let's, damn it. So, <laughs> so, so Nunez, Castro, Pike, uh, Dunbar, yeah. West, and Travolta are section yes. eight. Yeah. But there's not eight of them. Tay Diggs, the All-American boy, Castro, Nunez. Yes. Sam Jackson. God damn it. And so <laughs> I hate this movie. So the <laughs> only two people who don't make it out are the Colonel, Mueller, and Rabisi. Yes. Because Mueller was hired by and the Colonel. And he was shot in the beginning of the movie. Mueller God was like a, hired to assassinate yeah. West out yeah. in the field. Because West was closing in on the Colonel's scheme. And Mueller, that like, was the first and person Rebis- who fucking died in the Mueller movie. And Mueller and BC were the two who were peddling the drugs. So the movie yeah. is just about West Also, we, got, we, we completely skipped over the fact that they arrest Harry Connick Jr. at one point and then break his nose. Yeah, they break his nose. They bust him up. And, it was a while ago, yeah. but it happened. Yeah. So she sees Travolta and some of the guys hanging out. And then who walks in? Who walks in, Jeff? Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Colonel Very West much himself. alive. Very much alive. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? And then yeah. they turn around. They Except explain. he has a mustache now. He has a mustache. He does have a mustache. That it's is the just... biggest twist of this movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting I'm sitting in the seat. The whole time Sam Jackson's been clean shaven. He walks in behind. He has a mustache. I screamed in my living room, I tell you. I was like, ah! <laughs> So <laughs> every perception we had of this guy was a lie. This whole movie was well, a lie. Well, they were lying the whole time. Yeah, they were every lying. story was false. When they were telling the story, they were like, "Oh, and uh, West, uh, clean shaven." So <laughs> that's when Travolta <laughs> and Jackson give Nielsen the real story. Yes, which is, hey, we knew the Colonel. <laughs> Mueller and Kendall and Harry Connick Jr. and Harry Connick Jr. were peddling the drugs. Not the character he's playing, Harry Connick Jr. himself. <laughs> we're in on this scene. And I knew Samuel Jackson knew that I needed to have my buddy Travolta come in and you to like work some magic and to expose this whole operation by faking with legal our channels deaths, with legal channels. And so we'd have to fake our deaths and set up this whole. Scheme. I think, so that it's work I think it's simple. It's MP a very straightforward investigation. Plan. I know. No, no, no notes. I know. No and notes. she said, We're just so, going to cause a bunch of fucking mayhem, piss the colonel off, make him lose his shit and break. And then Nielsen's going to take him out. And then it's all going to work out. It's, it's all going to work out. So then at the end of this, Nielsen's like, So what? Am I going to wake up with a needle in my arm, not remembering anything that happened? It's like, no, actually, we were thinking about offering you a job. Hoping you'd stay for dinner. And then Samuel Jackson's like, what, then, if, what if I told you I was putting a team together? This has a fast and furious. <laughs> no, he does not. That's exactly what happened. This has a fast and furious style ending where like. No, the, it has the Avengers style ending. No, it has like where it's just like they're all hanging around. They're, they're drinking. Uh, it feels Cerveza Mas way, I never knew my father. I never knew my father. <laughs> no, it's I remember everything about my father. <laughs> But aren't you like okay? The, I'd watch hey, Dwayne, du- Uncle Dwayne. You know, in my house, you're Uncle Dwayne. <laughs> what if I told you I was putting together a team? Mm. And so they're all sitting around. There was drinking, an idea. They're all drinking Coronas and shit, eating food uh, because they just hang out apparently and have a barbecue after a successful mission. I know it sucks. I don't get to see all the cooking though, because I bet yeah. it's good. It's probably good cooking. I know they're in a nice big kitchen. Yeah. And so it ends with them all like it, the movie takes a very different tone at this point. It turns into like a comedy. You're kind of upset that there aren't like six, seven more basics that turned into like Fast and Furious style, yeah. like weird adventures for the team. They're on the moon in the I last one. Travolta's. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns no, out the moon's, moon's not ex- real. The moon's not exposed. what we thought it was. <laughs> Travolta's exposing corruption. It's Saturn. <laughs> Moonfall. Moonfall. That movie has a great tag. I leave the theater. Face every time the dark the... side of the moon. I know. 
every time that trailer comes on, I walk out of the theater. I'm like, I don't want to know what the moon is. And I know that the trailer is going to tell me. I want to be fucking <laughs> You surprised. don't want to be surprised what the moon is? <laughs> it's, my last note of this movie is, they're all section eight. What the fuck? They're dot, all dot, dot. hanging around Chad laughing. And then it ends with Travolta looking at the camera and winking. Right? Oh, I missed or that. Or it's Sam Jack who... I thought it was Sam Jackson. It's like a... It's, it's like a... What do you fucking call it? It's like a... What do you fucking call it? It's like POV? A fucking, no, it's not POV. It's when you fucking, you fucking do a shot reverse shot. It's like a nice little like... But one of them winks at the camera. I don't yeah, remember Yeah, but the, like looking at each yeah. other, it's like Nielsen looking at Travolta, looking at Sam Jackson, and then they're all like looking at each other, and then you just wink. wink. Yeah. Imagine the final statement of your career, Drama Tune's <laughs> career being... Winking at the camera for the being like, I confused the shit out of you, didn't I? I, <laughs> I really got you guys. And then going to prison immediately afterward. I know. It's what fucking a cool. baller move. And that's, that's cool. basic. That's basic. A very basic plot to describe. We I probably think so. I think we skipped at least 30 parts. Oh, we sure did. Um, I mean, okay. So here, I want to hear Mark's one sentence, what this is about. I do too. Well, I thought I said, well, okay. All right. Let me <laughs> read it. This movie. Fuck, if I can read my own fucking handwriting. I think I just wrote some up in one sentence what this movie is actually about. <laughs> uh, okay, but this if I'm going to write it out, I'm going to write it out in one second. Give me one second. You do yours real quick. I'll, oh, I'll flip it oh, on we're you. All doing, in one uh, second, just do it. Yeah, I think I, my, in, more of my idea was just do it. one second what this movie is about. Or not, yeah, one second, but just one, one sentence. I'm, it wasn't... Uh, I th- in terms of theme or plot? No, no, just like what, like the events that happen. Okay. It's about the, the, this movie's about exposing corruption from within. It's a, it's about using. It's about guiding legal. <laughs> it's about trying to manipulate legal channels to achieve a legal goal. Confusingly, an army sergeant yeah. exposes okay, so he, military druggering and recruits oh, we're talking like log uh, and like recruits but like no like the events of what? the movie yeah. that is i think that is the and best like, challenge for this and like recruits create a log line for this movie um a secret or a secret nice uh, re- recruits hopeful prospect yeah. like it's just very at the end of the day after, kind of a straightforward pitch it's a very yeah when you just kind of break it down after a squad of army rangers uh i was really overthinking goes missing assignment. and turns on each other on a training exercise uh, a DEA agent is hired to uncover the truth, which leads to an exposing of corruption from within. An elite that goes all elite, the way. An to elite the top. military unit goes Disgrace under. Disgrace DEA agent. <laughs> Tom an elite Hardy. military group goes undercover to expose corruption and drug smuggling within the military. I don't. Think that is actually the plot of this movie. Because they all go undercover to expose this. He actually gets her phone number. That's kind of interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I think that part kind of sucks. <laughs> but, yeah. He's like, I'm going to get your fucking phone number at the end of the night. And he goes, can I your fucking phone number? And she's like, 845 yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, that worked. <laughs> she just said it out loud. I, I read a IMDb trivia thing where uh, Nielsen and Travolta were told to tone down the sexual tension between the two characters. Don't believe it. Yeah, John Travolta wrote that. <laughs> okay Maybe. so here's okay so we've all given our one sentence descriptions of this movie here's uh, mctiernan's okay 
No, I'm not sure. Something potentially horrific happened to a group of people who've just completely vanished. And you know a couple of people who are trying to figure it out. And it just keeps getting more and more dangerous until eventually the whole thing turns upside down and nothing that you thought was going on was actually true. That sentence is a sentence that okay. de- that deletes itself at the end. That sentence is a it's, sentence it's like, that deletes it's, itself. It's like the it's like the Mission Impossible where it's like this <laughs> this, this, this message will, will self destruct. This, this logline will self destruct. <laughs> Tiernan also said about working with Travolta and Nielsen in this: um, take two cats, get a nice dark closet, throw them in, and slam the door closed, and that's what their fight scenes like. <laughs> so how does this movie do after it comes out, Jeff? Oh, we're going to talk about the release of this movie. Um, well, it has, a, it has a pretty basic opening weekend. Well, they were really selling it on home video because it was attached to like every DVD it was attached I had. To everything. As I had as a kid. This, this was one of those movies that did not do well in the box office, mm-hmm. but made back not like a profit, but like made back its money in home video. Yeah. So it comes right at like the DVD boom. Samuel like, Jackson's on the cover of the yeah. DVD. Yeah, you know I mean. Like, this is a, a big-time, like, um, DVD blockbuster or AMC channel rental. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only makes 11.5 opening weekend, total of 40, uh, 42.8. It's, like, not great for a $50 million budget. It loses money. But, like I said, pretty much it it makes back even when it uh, it comes out, when DVDs and all mm. are included yeah. in video. Uh, it does not get great reviews. Has a 21% of Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Roger Ebert says... Oh, this is funny, yeah. Roger Ebert says, very funny. Not a film that could be understood. It is all smoke and no mirrors. If I were to see it again and again, I might be able to extract an underlying logic from it. But the problem is, when a movie's not worth seeing twice, it had better get the job done the first time through. <laughs> Roger Ebert's no so mirrors. mad at this movie. I, I, I get it. I agree with Roger Ebert on this one. I think it's all mirrors. <laughs> yeah, it's all mirrors, no smoke. <laughs> no, seriously. Because you can see everything. It just doesn't make any sense. Everything, every time you like talk to somebody, they're bouncing you back at somebody else. <laughs> talk to me again. Talk to me again. <laughs> what, a, what a picture. Yeah. What a picture. What is this stupid? So you didn't like it. I, no, I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, frustrating to watch yeah it's just i i was trying to keep track of like all the twist and this fucking car alarm's bugging the shit out of me um i think and we we make honestly the perfect gamut of views on this movie uh-huh. i think mark really likes it i like a so. movie that's just like so confident yeah. it's and even it's overcon- yeah and just like uh, you know we're so fucking smart and clever and i'm not smart and everybody who ever saw a twist coming i like movies that drive sure themselves that's... off a cliff <laughs> yeah. i think that's very good i think this movie is like trying to insult its audience <laughs> and straight <laughs> it is, it is I'm not a fan of that it's an aggressive movie towards its audience yeah it's it like, turns like you think you figured out well fuck well, you fuck here's some you. new information <laughs> some new information man and it's like <laughs> And literally, like, I just go back to my screening pitch uh, metaphor where it's like literally the writer is just like, you think that he's done with the pitch. And he's like, okay. And then and then they think it's like, oh, then the colonel's in on it. And like, oh, it seems like a good movie. And then it gets even crazier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus, fuck. Like, pretty, pretty much the reveal at the end of this movie is that everyone in the military is either a secret operative or involved in drug operations. The entire time I'm watching this movie, I just kept thinking, like, this is a rabid dog that needs to be put down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Or it bites everybody. <laughs> 
Uh, that's that's just rude. <laughs> that's just disrespectful. It's the truth. Vibey. In in regards to what this Pretty does vibe. for Travolta, uh, not much. <laughs> not much. Or uh, Sam Jackson. I mean, Sam Sam Jackson's not is not hurt or helped by any movie. Here's what I'd ask. He's Sam Jackson. Yeah. Here's what I'd ask you though: is after this movie, when's his is his next movie? Is he the the lead of? Or because he, he's it's Punisher. He's supporting. Here's the thing. Yeah. Right after this movie. Um, I'm, I'm bringing up the filmography right yeah, now. I feel like the next few are supporting roles for him. He he. Um, this is his last lead action role for a little bit. Yeah, actually, yeah, for a good while. Um, it doesn't do well for him, and he's kind of <laughs> Hollywood's kind of like you're not you're not leading our fifty yeah. million dollar action movies anymore. No, you can be in them, but I don't know. We're gonna you need can be gonna, the, you can go back to being the head. We're gonna need us like we're still gonna put you in big movies. Is yeah. But we're not gonna. We're not. You're not our anchor anymore. Yeah. No. Is Be Cool O five or O six? He's the lead of that. No. He is the lead of Be Cool. Yeah. And that's selling off of being a sequel to one of his biggest movies. Yes. Yeah. Um. But in terms, that makes sense. I mean, comes the next few we have are Punisher, Love Song for Bobby Long, uh, Ladder Forty Nine, and Be Cool. And I've not seen Love Song for Bobby Long yet. But uh, the only one I know of those where he's the lead is Be Cool. Yeah. And then it takes a little bit after that, and then he's Lonely Hearts. Uh, and then he's in an ensemble with Wild Hogs, Hairspray. It's a lead and bolt, but it's animated. And that's basically the end of his A-list run. Yeah. After that's when he settles into supporting roles in um, action movies or like lead roles in like $5 million Redbox movies. What's Samuel Jackson's next movie after this? Sam Jackson. I mean, he probably does 10 movies the, next I know, the week after this comes out. Um, but he's supporting way more often in the 90s than... I mean, obviously, his immediate follow-up to this is SWAT. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, I, he's kind of. And then uh, Twisted, Kill Bill Volume Two, which he's in like three seconds of. Yeah, The Incredibles. Yep. Triple X, State of the Union. Oh, I forgot. About Unforgivable that. Blackness, Coach Carter, and then Revenge of the Sith. Because Sam Jackson's doing so many movies. I mean, he still does so many movies, but he's doing a lot of movies at that time. Mister Writing, a picture of me. Because he thinks you look cute. Thank you. That's very nice. But yeah, it, this Get, is getting those new mics. This is very much the end of Travolta's <laughs> um, action movie star run until he settles into the Redbox action movie era. Mm-hmm. After oh, that'll this, be fun for you, huh? Stuart's very excited for that. Mm-hmm. After yeah. this is when he's it's really going to be worth an hour and a half uh, setting up a mic for that one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> for all of those, uh, Spencer. <laughs> Stuart's very excited for the day when we have to record. Um, so I gotta set this mic up. We're recording talk about killing rad, season and the forge. Uh, <laughs> I am rad. I am rad. I mean, like, I think there is something that I'm almost going to probably end all of our episodes on, which is. I was really rooting for this guy for a while. And after Battlefield Earth, which was a movie that was explicitly his fault and how terrible it is, not just in the movie itself, but in also what he brings to it performance wise. Mm-hmm. All fast. You think his performance isn't great in Battlefield It's Earth? terrible. <laughs> what? Le- Mark, this is literally. What- I- <laughs> you <laughs> mean the bartender? <laughs> I'm going to watch it. Mark, I said, Mark, there's a part. I wouldn't kill your friend. <laughs> like. Mark, there's a part in it where Forrest Whitaker is like trying to pull pull one over on Travolta, uh-uh. and he's like, "I have a secret source who I give informa- who gives me information, and he has a copy of the drive that if you kill me, he'll reveal your misdeeds to the whole world." And Charles is like, "That's very good." 
Except, do you, by your secret sauce, do you mean the bartender? And he pulls out the bartender's <laughs> severed head out of like a drawer. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. Is this he is the lead like, of Battlefield or is he the bad he's guy? The he's, he's the, the big bad, bad villain. Who's no. the lead? Uh, Johnny Goodboy. Johnny, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Tyler Goodboy. Um, no, what's the what's the actor's name? Um, I, I've erased them. He was the sniper. Barry Pepper. Yeah, he was the sniper. Barry Pepper. Barry Pepper. Yeah, so, Barry Pepper is the lead of Battlefield. You remember Saving, saving Private Ryan? Point? Yeah. No, you know oh, no, he knows yeah. who he is. Barry Pepper is. Holy fuck. <laughs> He's the lead of Battlefield. How, is he like... Is he playing like a Luke Skywalker type? Is he like kind of, like a young kind like a kid? He's like, like the a, chosen one. Chosen he's playing one, the yeah. chosen one of like an Aboriginal village oh my uh, gosh. who goes on adventure and discovers the wreckage of humanity. You could probably do a podcast where you just bring somebody new on each week and explain <laughs> Battlefield Earth. Explain the plot of Battlefield <laughs> I will kill myself. <laughs> Stuart, Stuart never wants to watch that movie. But again. like no, like I I really think like you know watching Travolta's movies from there on out, it's like I see him trying, but like blowout he didn't deserve the wreckage from blowout yeah he yeah but that ends up being a win for him yeah it's later later 10 yeah. years later it's true yeah 14 years later really yeah like he has a whole decade of movies that he doesn't get a shot in it had been different than people had been yeah. i mean obviously yeah we talked about Good that place. a lot but this movie like battle from battlefield earth onwards it's like man like you climbed up to the top and you were doing so well, and then you said you aimed your sights and goals on something you felt so strongly and passionate about, and it was really bad. Like, really, 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 like, just, like, I don't think we've talked about a worse movie than Battlefield Earth. <laughs> I, I mean, Chains of Gold. Chains of Gold's pretty bad, but Battlefield... Chains of Gold was so bad that your recorder deleted the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, at least he's somewhat competent in that movie. That's a bold. Do you think he's good in this, in basic? I think he's doing his thing. That's Jeff. about all I can say. Jeff, do and you think in, he's good? In four weeks. In this? Yeah. I think he's pretty good in this. And, you know, and in four weeks, we're going to talk about a movie where like he's also the supporting role. And I don't give a shit and about... And he wears a suit. I don't give a shit about him in that movie at all. Well, and the movie doesn't either. Stuart, that's disrespectful to our <laughs> men in uniform. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he wears a uniform Shut in that movie. Up, that's Jeff. disrespectful. So, no, but I, I just... I don't feel bad about any of his flops mm. i don't like I, I just feel like he's reaping what he sowed and he puts Stuart, all of his eggs going in Stuart he puts all of his eggs the 11th twist and and here's the worst still watching basic here's the worst part about it is at least in the 80s i had something to look forward to yeah. whoa i mean well, Stuart, you have Ladder 49 to look forward to. You have Wild Hogs to look forward to. Hairspray, Bolt. Great. Gotti? Okay, but here's my question, too. Gotti, did, though. This isn't the movie that broke you. Battlefield Earth Battlefield broke you. Earth was what broke me. That broke you. And it just, like, it's like you see someone who's, like, who like I'm gonna I I'm gonna be an Olympic like track runner. And you're like, no, Dad, you sh really should. It's like I'm really yeah. gonna do it. And he goes through the whole training part and like five years of training. He like keeps doing it, and you just all the whole five years you're like, don't do it, Dad, don't. And then he does his first race, and he like shits himself on the track, yeah, on live air, like mm. front of international television, but that's worldwide like audience. interesting though for like his arc as like a as, like, a celebrity. It's like though, you right? told him. For five long years that what he was trying to do and accomplish was a bad idea. And the instant he tries to do it, shats the bed. And you're all you can do is like, 
Yeah. Like, that was the final L, you think? He never <laughs> comes back with a W after that? No, I think... He comes like, back with some Ws after. I think, yeah, like, I agree with what Jeff said in terms of, like, how we're splitting up his three-act structure, but, like, Battlefield Earth, it isn't, like, a single direction in his arcs. Like, you know, the, the beginnings era is, like, a spike up yeah. and then, like, immediate down and then just plateau down, and then that's, like, the arc in the beginnings era. And then the A-list era is like spike up and then we're like kind of doing this and then it's going here and then bam on the, on the floor with battlefield earth mm-hmm. and like, but this is on base then it, this it, it, is, battlefield earth is like, like three, four earth, years. This, early. Is li- this is life support. Battlefield earth is like the floor. Then basic is like end domestic disturbance, which it's like in the same era. But like, you know, it's like we're kind of like back up here. But again, the Pulp Fiction was the ceiling. And this is the floor. I'm like gesturing for the audience who can't really understand what I'm saying. Maybe the the sounds might help. Yeah. But like, I just, I I don't, he hasn't, I don't think he's going to regain any altitude like ever again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I honestly believe that. I think we've seen the highest that Travolta can go. And it was great while it lasted. I think though that it's like, off. I think though that it's like, off. um, yeah. There's a conversation happening. Turning on the yeah. um, two wild cats live in a room. So <laughs> that's my rant. It's just like I see a bad Travolta movie and nothing surprises me about it, mm. and I have no effort into seeing the next one i will because i'm doing this podcast with you jeff yeah we still got 30 more movies we still got 30 more movies to do and um yeah this podcast becomes slowly just like a disintegration of stewart (laughs) Stewart honestly it might i truly watch a man unravel (laughs) setting up i truly think listen when we get to life on a line stewart is literally going to be a life on a line (laughs) setting up these mics as difficult as it fucking was and then just to talk about basic (laughs) Okay, um, but I think career wise, basic this is a pretty w- good movie. Basic is pretty good. I think as like, career wise, though, to have a fucking Battlefield Earth happen to you, I'm not like super versed in the Battlefield Earth mm. fucking history and falloutness of that. But to be in a fucking movie with John McTiernan, yeah, his last movie, and Sam Jackson. But he's not really in it with Sam Jackson. No, it's true. But it's on the fucking poster. I mean, and they're selling in it as theory, that. In theory, though, like, this whole movie is a buddy joint between them to try and uh, expose I corruption. Mean, yeah, I think I'm curious if you think he's fucking successful in the role. Is this sort of like? I think Travolta's doing fine here. He's yeah. a good actor. It's a weird. It's a weird. Yeah, role. he's a good actor, and when he's used well, he's he's good. Yeah, and I think he's being used. His strengths are being played to in this movie. But I feel like yeah, he his kind of theatricality. Like, who else does this role in 2003? If he if he passes and the movie goes, uh, who does it in 03? Do they do? You get fucking. I mean, it has to be someone Bruce who's like to do it. Do you get like yeah, like you get a Willis maybe? Yeah. Um, but it's almost kind of like he's it's like a cocky fucking like Robert yeah. Downey Jr. type though. He's like Charles like, just has a certain for energy Robert, like, that fits this role. Yeah, he's like like he kind of has this like this jovial personality that he brings to everything that yeah. he does. Where it's like he's just a kind of he's kind of a slacker. He just doesn't really he care he cares but he doesn't care. Yeah. It's gonna hit me in like a day. Who else would do it? But yeah, I think he's good for well, it. Well, we will add a postscript. To this add episode. a postscript. Yeah. 
Yeah, basic. I just I've lost a lot of the passion for Travolta. <laughs> since oh, my oh, you're God. getting it back. You're getting it back. <laughs> In in a few minutes, we're going to be talking about. Somebody. I know. There's going to be crying. I hope in, for in the club. I, I know. I hope for audiences listening that it, in a couple of weeks you just hear like fucking Stuart jumping up and down the table. You just hear just like, saluting him, hitting himself in the head. You're going to talking so about our fireman. <laughs> <laughs> you can just, All right. You're so be, thanks you're for listening. You're going to be so bruised folks. on your forehead from hitting it so hard with that salute. Right. And uh, so, thank you thank so you much. Thank you for listening to this. Mark, do you have any last minute thoughts? I think that propeller scene's fucking scary. <laughs> yes, it seems I good as hell. I think it's scary. All right. <laughs> It'd be um, a horrible way to go. <laughs> thank, thank you, folks, for listening to Basic. Thank you, Mark, so much for joining us. The You'll best. Be, you guys will be seeing uh, hearing Mark again very soon, in case you hadn't picked up the hints. Um, but as always, please make sure to rate, review, subscribe on whatever platforms you're listening on. As a reminder, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, as always, you can find us at TravoltingPod on Twitter or Instagram. Email us, TravoltingPodcast at gmail.com uh, for updates and fun stuff on the social. Um, uh, yeah, you pop to our Reddit, r slash Travolting. I just had to remember that one. Find me on Twitter at Jeff W. Sweeney. Uh, find me on Instagram at Stuart number ninety five. I recently started posting again. Mark, anything oh, you want to nice. plug? Uh, no, my my phone charger maybe my my fucking my, <laughs> my, 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 my my battery's kind of low. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> plug in that. <laughs> um, and special thanks to Re- Rebecca Johnson for our graphic design, Michael Van Bodegum Smith for our theme music, and a new thank you we're going to add every week, Nicole Johnson for running our social media. Wow! I believe this will be the first episode she'll be uh, jumping in on. So thank I you, Nicole. It. Cool. Awesome. All right, so we'll see you folks next week for our episode on The Punisher with David Wolzinski. And as always, on Obtainium. Obtainium.